Welcome gamers, this week's episode of Last Call Gaming, we're episode number 168. Today <coughs> is May 8th, my name is Craig Prowls, joining me, Mandrew Montemayor. Uh, you know, we didn't, we've been talking a whole bunch about some Star Wars, and we'll get into that, but uh, I didn't even ask you, how was your day, my friend? It was good, I'm finally feeling like I'm not tired. I felt like I slept, like, all weekend. Like you're maybe... like Game of Thrones, I'm not tired! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I felt like I really, for whatever reason this weekend, I just took a bunch of random naps, and... I'm feeling much better this week than nice. last time. Yeah, I didn't really do much. I didn't really get much gaming done this week, and I pretty much just, and I'll talk about some of the things I watched, but I just kind of had a nice, chill, relax, you know, uh, hang out with me and Dandra. We're hanging out. We're watching some shows. I've been wanting to start watching uh, um, Better Call Saul, because I know one of the newer Ooh. seasons is on Netflix now, and it's one, it's one of the few shows we watch together. So I was like, all right, we got to start doing that. I'm still just trying to burn through... I'm at, like, the end of season 10, maybe start of season 11 of Big Bang, so I'm, like, right at the end. I'm like, dude, thank God so I can watch something. As much as I love the show, I'm just ready to watch something else. Nice. Excellent. So, guys, if you're joining us on the YouTube show, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, hit that share button, hit that notification bell. Uh, if you guys are interested in following us on any of our social media, our Linktree link is in the description of this video. And if you guys are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, you can check all of our podcast episodes on any of the podcast platforms of your choice. So, uh, before we dive into our main topics, Andrew and I like to do, what are you up to? We take a second to talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. But since you haven't watched anything new, and I kind of want to talk on the same thing of what we've played, I'll just start off by um, what I've watched this week first. And I watched, like I said, I watched a couple different things. But one of the things that stood out to me was, uh, and I've been meaning to watch this forever. Like I told you earlier, Denny was over, and we had the same conversation we always had. He's like, "Did you watch? Have you watched Justice League Dark Apocalypse War yet?" And I was like, "No, not yet." So. Um, that's what I watched. I watched Justice League um, Dark Apocalypse War. It's Dark on movie. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. It came out May twentieth, twenty twenty. It's actually a direct sequel to Justice League Dark. It's pretty cool because it's pretty much focuses around Constantine. Now, what I didn't know is that it's um, the sixteenth installment of that kind of new uh, New Fifty Two um, kind of their animated universe that they made. Yeah. But it actually came, this is the official ending of it. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because in most of these things, it's either. You know, if you're like DC and the MCU, you either get rebooted or you're like the MCU. You just keep going and going. So what I got to say is, um, and I won't give any spoilers, but uh, so I actually watched Dark because I know I've seen Dark before, but I'm like, eh, let me just get, let me get me familiar. So I watched Dark and then right after that, I watched Dark Apocalypse War. And I got to say, it's dark. <laughs> it's sinister. And I mean, the fact that you get to see these people kind of mutilated the way that they end up getting <laughs> mutilated is pretty nonsense you get to see kind of what the full power of dark side is and i just want to say because it's pretty much the premise of the movie i don't think it's a big spoiler it's pretty much looking at the point of what happens when dark side wins you know what do you do when when one of the biggest you know new gods that's just nothing but power and destruction wins what does the world look like what happens to the justice league after that so the storyline i think is is amazing and i gotta say what they show on Constantine, because I've watched a little bit of, like, he pops up in Arrow, and I know he had his own show, and he has a couple different movies, but Constantine's pretty badass. I never read too many of his comics to know exactly how kind of, because when you think of big magic users, you think of, like, Dr. Fate, you think of Zatanna and stuff. Constantine was doing a bunch of stuff where I'm like, dude, he, yeah. it looks like he could handle a whole squad on his own, so... I, I know I ended up really liking uh, really liking the movie, but you said you've seen it, so you agree with me? Is that I mean, is it obviously we like Flashpoint Paradox and stuff, and but after watching that, I'm like, this one's up there, but it's a it's kind of a tough 
watch. Yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed this one too. Yeah, it is a lot dark, uh, darker than yeah. a lot of the other ones. A little more dark side because it. <laughs> I wonder almost if they. I don't want to say took like a page. I can't remember if this came out before or after Injustice, and maybe that's why they felt maybe a little bit because you don't really see. Uh, besides War, I guess War gets in there too, but I felt like this is a little more graphic than War. Though, so yeah, wonder... Justice League War is like in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Injustice has nothing to do with this with the, this New 52. Yeah, no, I know, but I meant yeah. with how brutal Injustice oh, is. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And because they also do like the Mortal Kombat movies kind of under the same umbrella, they're like, okay, we've already kind of shown this kind of brutality to people. Like, let's just put it in this because that is the way that it would be that makes sense. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know, I'm all for this. Because yeah, it's not like it's senseless violence or something. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's one of the, one of the only two movies movies out of that out of that little uh, dcu that's rated r i forget what it's called it's not dcu it's like the, i i forget what it is yeah what, whatever the anime i think it's is, dcau or something and one of the cool things is that at the very end it does have a very comic book type ending yeah so that ending i was just like okay cool <laughs> i haven't seen any of the new ones i was kind of looking some of them up because i think there's been like three or four movies that have come out since then and i'm like Okay, I think these ones now are like continuing the, a version of what that was. I'm like, I, I don't know if they really kind of like strike me from what I've seen so far. I'm like, they don't seem like that interesting. Yeah, I think they're a little off because the one I, I think I talked about in the show, the other one I saw was the the Battle of the Super Sons, which it seems kind of like the same Batman and maybe Damien, but it's definitely not the same Superman. So yeah, yeah. there are some new ones. But anyway, that's what I've been watching. As far as what we've been playing, I did want to take some time because... Uh, we both at this point have beaten Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I know last time Andrew wasn't that far. I was kind of a little salty where I'm like, you know, this game isn't hitting me in the Star Wars notes that I want. It's so weird because right after we did that episode and I started playing, I hit the pivotal point where you're just like, dude, this is completely Star Wars. So I don't know if it launched to a point where I'm like, this is good. I mean, it might be my top five, but I don't know if it'd be my game of the year by any means, but because there was, it took so long to kind of get to the point where it just kind of blows up, but it did get very exciting very quickly after that. But I just kind of want to put some time on your, your thoughts since you didn't really get to dive too much into it. Now that you finished it, um, everything you thought were the successful of Fallen Order? For sure. I, on, I, and I see it in the comments too. I'm like, man, I kind of almost wish that they would have, like, this had been the new trilogy of movies we got was this story on the big screen because yeah. it's so much better than what we got with, like, Ray and her journey. I'm like, man, dude, this is so good. I'm enjoying this so much more. And what's weird too is that this is taking place during that moment we hate. Like, we're always talking about, like, get out of this Luke Skywalker era, out of, you know, that whole section of the uh, the yeah, timeline. The 20 years where it's still between Vader and, and all these other different we, people. We've been harping about it nonstop. Like, let's get out of here. Let's do something else. But this is just done so much better. I'm like, okay, if you're going to do it, this is the way that it needs to be done. I understand what you were talking about, though, with, like, later on, so the story kind of, I feel like it takes off and it's really good. But then you have to do like a lot of traveling. And there is a lot of points where I'm like, man, dude, I'm running around and I could see something like right here across from me. And I'm like, dude, I already know I'm going to have to do all this stuff. And then that's going to be the shortcut. Yep. Like I'm already using a blaster on all these newfangled gadgets. Like why don't Kyle just get a fucking jetpack? It'd be so much easier. I was thinking it the whole time, man. But uh, <laughs> I, I love the game, especially once it took off towards the end. I thought it was super amazing, super happy with the ending. I can't wait to see what the next one's going to be in store. My only big problem is, like I was saying before, is I did have lots of errors with, like, stuff popping in or it not running, like, really well and it being super, like, janky. And it seemed to me, like, after they did, uh, the day that we had recorded this last week, 
um, was the day, I think it was either that day or the next day, they were putting out the patch that was supposed to make the game run better. I felt like mine read a lot worse oh, after? after that. A, infinitely worse. I can notice the that. I'm like, dude, this doesn't make sense. I thought it was supposed <laughs> to run a lot better. Like It, it seemed like my dark side. Yeah, it seemed like my game was running a lot worse. So, again, I think that's the only thing that really kind of kept it from me from being that 9 is I'm like, dude, like this is just kind of... Run, especially, too, because... Especially later in the game, like how we were talking about where you have these powers, so it is your main means of traversal. There's a lot of precise jumps and stuff that you'd have to make that I'm climbing up something or doing the precise jump, but because the game hiccups or loads wrong or something like that, I die. And now I have to redo that whole part. Or there's sometimes where I had to do a part like three or four. Like I'm climbing this thing that's like spinning in a circle and you're obviously not supposed to touch like the hard parts. It's just smooth. It doesn't kill you, but like... There's no more him to grab, so you would naturally fall. I'm not even coming near that stuff. There's way too much room between me and that. And he would just let go of what I'm holding on to for some <laughs> reason and fall and die. And then I have to do it again. And I'm like, good thing the game loads really fast because otherwise this would piss me off. But I'm like, dude, I've been stuck here for like two minutes because I keep doing the same damn thing. The other thing I want, because I, th- I thought you were going to say this, the, when, uh, the day or two after we recorded, the game instantly went on sale 10 bucks cheaper. Did it? Yeah, so I think Denny was telling me that too. And I, I had to look it up like, no way. This game is out for less than a week and it's already on sale. And I don't think it needed to be. I don't think there was enough problems, especially after, you know, the day two patch that would have required it to drop 10 bucks, especially when, you know, some other games we might talk about definitely would have maybe needed something like that. But I was going to say, um, did you end up, uh, um, like, what force powers were you using? And did you end up using more of the other stances that was the Kylo Ren Saber? And, and the blaster technique. No, I didn't use the blaster one too much. I used it, but I kind of didn't like it. I ended up switching oh, from... I, I, once I switched, once I started using that one, that's pretty much all I was using. I ended up switching from Darth Maul's stance to the uh, the double blade, having the two in one in each hand, and then I did go with Kylo Ren's. Okay. And I was using... Dude, that's the, a nicer power swinger. Dude, it just smashes bosses. I was oh. really primarily using that on stronger enemies. I didn't use too many of the force abilities. The only one I was really using was either force push... Or one of my favorite things, too, is just force pulling someone to me because it's got and a good like, animation. Yeah, you pull him towards you, and at the same time, he stabs him and just puts him down. And I'm like, man, dude, that just looks so cool every time you do it. I, yeah, so I force up, push and pull were my two big ones. I ended up upgrading the, the confusion one all the way up to where at the end you could start doing it on, on big um, beasts. And I would use that a lot too, just kind of run around. I, it was more like I didn't really need it, but it was kind of more fun to watch these guys just like beat the shit out of each other while I'm just kind of kicking back, shot firing my little blaster at them. Oh, I was gonna say too, I almost kind of cheesed the game in a way because I feel like, because uh, uh, the first thing I upgraded because I stacked my points because I didn't want to know what I would get into. I ended up going all the way on the slowdown ability, so I would do that on like a boss, and the boss is dead like instantly because they can't move and, except until some of the later bosses. Like when you hit them a few times, then they kind of get out of it. But by then, especially using Kylo Ren's stance, their health is already just gone. Nice. So, um, yeah, I did want to take a quick second just talk about little Star Wars Jedi. I know it was our big topic of last week, but now that we both beaten it, um, still loved it. I, I would still I would end on this note. I still think the storyline of uh, number one is better. But I think the everything else in number two is better. So maybe number three kind of bridges that um, gap between the, uh, all three of them. But I, I did put it on Twitter. I think I'm going to call it now. The next game is going to be called Star Wars Jedi Legacy. And I think that's what... So if it, if it ends up happening, you heard it here first. That'd be pretty cool. I like two more and I like... Cal's oh, de- all the way around. Two more? Yeah, I like Cal's development more into a gray Jedi versus trying to adhere to, you know, the leg- whatever of old, all the old rules. Just kind of letting that stuff go and just... 
figuring it out for yourself. Gotcha, guys. So let us know down below in the comments if you've played Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, yeah, no, it was just kind of fun to kind of get the rest of that off. Right? I feel like this was part two of what we were about to say on last week. So uh, with that down and out of the way, guys, let's move into oh, our main story. And that is all about Redfall. Redfall has officially come out. It launched on May 2nd, 2023. Developed by Arcane Studios, specifically Arcane Austin. Developed by Bethesda Softworks. Now, this is a game that I was looking forward to a lot. But this is when they were showing this game running at... 60 frames a second the combat and you know the trailers that they were showing i thought looked pretty decent <coughs> excuse me i, I want to say at no point did i ever say this game looked good well i was gonna say because it was mainly the graphics that i thought we both were like this does look like it needs some polish and this game was pushed back twice and i thought that was clearly what they were going to be fixing but this is not the game that was uh delivered and i feel like this is just one more thing that is just Cutting deeper into Xbox fans' respect for their development of first-party games and just a constant letdown of what we're to be expecting out of these exclusives. So I want to ask you, just kind of before we dive into, because I, what I wanted to do was talk about kind of how we did last time. Just kind of point out all the stuff that's having issues with, just so it's on your guys' radar and you guys know, and then we'll kind of dive into it. And I will point out now, Andrew and I, none of us are farther than 10 hours. I think I was at like 6-something. I think you're at like 4-something hours. And I think that's plenty of time in a game, this that, game that's not working properly to determine what I like about it and what I don't. But before we keep going, how much more can Xbox do this with? Because there's there can't be... Too, I mean, obviously I like this game... I mean, I like it a little better than Back for Blood, but that's not saying much. You know, how yeah. many first-party big games are going to keep coming out that are lackluster? Because I feel like what people aren't talking about is when we get a High Five Rush. But High Five Rush is such a different game when you look at how big Redfall was supposed to be. And I think what everyone's kind of nervous about moving forward is, well, now what's going to happen with Starfield? I mean, you spent so much money buying Bethesda and all of its teams under it. This game dropped, you know, Starfield. I mean, before we dive into everything that was wrong with it, I mean... When's enough is enough, man. I mean, it, is this the last stumble of, of their first part of releases, or is this still, you know, halfway through the game? I think I'm kind of, like, of two minds with this game and the idea that, as far as, like, the reactions to it, as far as, yeah, people are upset, but at the same time, they were trying something new and different versus if they had just done the same game as what they had done before. You know what I mean? You kind of don't... Uh, you, you well, let me get... point out that. Let me point out. Because the two of the big games that Arcane was known for specifically that were their big monster hits was doing um, Dishonored 1 and 2 right. and then doing Deathloop, which both games aesthetically are drastically different. Gameplay-wise, maybe not incredibly different, but still a different kind of concept. And both are regarded as some of the best games that studio's ever done. I just want to put that in context of, of you know, try something else. This was something else. Right. And, and especially, too, Deathloop was, like, something different. And that game was... Uh, people were loving, loving, well, PS5 loving wasn't going to launch shitty on this system. But, um... You know, you get we you give studios lots of crap for being like, oh, you're pigeonholed. This is all you know how to do. And then when they do something new... And let's say stumble like what they did right now. Except for I feel like this is way off the mark of oh, we missed it just a little bit for trying something new. That this is completely off the grid of what that I do. I guess appreciate them trying to do something different. 
I just, I, I, no point. I'm like, I, especially after playing, I'm like, I don't really get what you were going for that you ever thought this was a good idea in the first place. Because there's so many people who have already done something kind of like this and done it a lot better. Yeah. Versus. There's nothing in your game that looked harder than anybody else's. And I think we mentioned that two episodes back. And I know we were talking about it the other day, and a lot of people, oh, they're like, oh, well, you know. This was in development before Xbox, so... You know, they, they, we just put exactly when that was, because I do have that uh, right in front of me. That was actually... So by the time they purchased... Um, when Bethesda, when Microsoft acquired Bethesda, that was, in, I think, believe, March of 2021. At this point, this game was already in development from like late 2018 to, like, to maybe like mid-2019. So it did have about you know a couple years before it was even acquired into Microsoft, which is... Okay, keep going, because I, I was going to ask you a question about I, that. I was going to say, I think you have to take it with the good and the bad, because if this game had came out and been a slam dunk, people went, oh man, Xbox killed it with this yeah, one, yeah. versus now that it's failure, they're like, oh, is this Xbox's fault? It's like, I don't think you could have taken it one way without having to look at it the other. And this, like you were saying, does put Starfield, unwantingly so, it, it's up to you, man. You really have to kill it. You really have to do something with this. Otherwise, I, heads need to roll or something like that. So I think coming with their June uh, event and then with however Starfield it is, because I already thought Starfield looked rough and what they showed, I'm like, there's just something really interesting. Not for me. It's like, if you're going to have two big blunders back-to-back after this huge purchase, it's like, well, I don't know what you're doing, and I don't know if I really want to go in your direction anymore. Yeah, because I mean, if it, I mean, exactly like you're saying, is it Microsoft's fault? Well, maybe good with the bad. If it, if it if it was awesome, it would have been like a great job. But at the same time, if it's bad, where does the buck stop? How? I mean, even if you did develop or you know obtain this thing, and it's a couple years into its life cycle, you still got to overlook the rest of this thing. This still was still it was still being and market you know, it. Yeah, it was still cooking under your guys' oven. You know, after the purchase, so it's like who there's QA for this. There's game testers for this. We'll we'll dive into what was wrong in a second, but I know you wanted to touch on this for a second because recently uh, Phil Spencer did just jump on a pretty... A pretty um, lengthy size, uh, about maybe 45 hour long interview on Kind of Funny. Minute. Where w- Did I say minute? You said hour long. I was like, God dang. It was 45 minutes and you about... S- oh. Yeah, it was 45 long. minutes. I thought you meant 45 hour long. long. I was like, Wait, No, ah. 45 minute to about an hour long interview where um, he's very transparent. I mean, he looks rough he looks beaten for and sure the, uh, the guys that picked him apart i don't think they did so maliciously but they did have some pretty solid questions that were asking him so before we dive more into the game i mean how do you think phil spencer took it? i think he took it like a champ but i mean at the same time i felt a lot of repeated answers of just being like i mean yeah it was his fault but it's, it's still like you know how do you separate game launch from technicality issues so i, don't know, I know you want to touch on that for a minute uh, yeah, I definitely recommend watching it. I at least like I'll put the he, link in the description that he took accountability, and I felt like there was a little bit of that like VP talk where you have to be like, oh well, we still believe in this, and we still believe in that. But I don't feel like it was as much as like you know we dropped the ball, we messed up, especially too with him saying he went out of the way to say like you know we showed IGN footage of this running that on was, sixty yeah. frames per second, knowing damn well that on console it was only going to be Mention running thirty. Sticker play. Oh yeah, they, yeah. There ended up being I think there's pictures floating around. I hadn't seen it because again we got this on Game Pass. That there were stickers or that there were stickers put on the game. This is like on not, physical copies. On physical copies saying something about it not having sixty FPS at launch, where because it says it on the box. That's what it should be running on. I'm like, that's insane that that's even something you would even have to do or consider. So I definitely think you should get in there and watch it. Again, I think he did a good part of answering their questions because I was just really glad that they didn't do those soft-spoken questions. Like, I understand you're upset. Do you think it's 
I, I don't know. Something yeah, what, stupid. Are you, what are you going to change about well, it? Well, yeah, what are you going to change about it? Well, what's the well, future hold? And it's like, no, you you messed up now. How do you feel about yeah, right now? Like, what, what do we you expect should, you should feel parties. bad because this game came out and it is not good versus yeah. them being like, well, I, I'm I'm personally enjoying it. Yeah. You know, especially, instead of trying to sugarcoat it. Especially after Tango just did Hi-Fi Rush. You know, another, one, another studio that's out of Bethesda. And then Arcane, who everyone has high respect for, at least did, drop something like this. So let's get into kind of what... Um, was happening. So the main issue that everyone's clearly just stating is that this game is simply not ready to be played. It's just extremely an undercooked game, meaning that, um, let's see, yeah, yeah. So one of the main things that they're looking at is that the the map itself is kind of underwhelming for this. It was supposed to be this big open world type game. We haven't beaten it, but what I've been reading, I think there's two different map locations that come out, but there's no fidelity in this thing. You can walk around all these different places the houses don't have any texture. The cars don't have any texture. A lot of people are saying, this looks like a 360, it could have been a 360 game, and it still would have looked bad for the system. The other thing is, the storyline doesn't seem like it's all the way done yet. One of the main things I was noticing, and it was pretty early on, is the cutscenes are, are like... I hate these, those. These cutscenes that are kind of like almost comic book pagey, where it's like, here's a picture of this, and it's kind of moving on. So not only was it unengaging to watch the story unfold... The story really wasn't anything that was, I guess, blowing people away. I'm skipping it all. It's not yes. interesting. I'm skipping it as well. To me, this is a podcast game, unless I'm playing it with somebody. That the um, the missions are very mediocre in terms of their vanilla, the bland. It's the same thing. It's running to a house, turning off a switch, going back, going to another place, finding this this box, and finding these things that are kind of hard to see when you're actually looking in the game. You actually got to go over and hover over something. The other thing is in these missions, there's game-breaking bugs where you can't finish it. So that not only do you have to restart, but your game may be broken at that point. Uh, the next one was combat. It's a weak combat cycle. For somebody who wants to kind of compete in this circle, what they were kind of comparing to is kind of like kind of like a Far Cry, kind of mixed with like a Borderlands where the gunplay needs to be tight and Andrew can dive into more than that in a second where, I mean, I'm not a big shooter guy. I didn't find it terrible, but by no means was this as tight as a Call of Duty, a Borderlands, a Far Cry. On that, yeah. I will say that this is the... And I did do it too with another uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, except for Ghostwire Tokyo was far less egregious than this. I had to go on like Reddit or like Google like Reddit, like best controller settings for whatever, mm -hmm. and go in and change the settings just so that way I could feel like I could actually aim and shoot in this game. It was that bad. And I had Christina and AJ, I've been playing with three people this whole time, and I'm telling them, they're like, oh, dude, that's infinitely, it's so much oh, better now. That, you'll, and you'll send me that link? Oh, I thought maybe you've had the same idea and figured it no, out. What I did, what I did in the very beginning, I was playing with, uh, we had a group of four, and I feel like my guy was constantly running, like running extremely fast, so I was able to turn it down a little bit to where I wasn't, over, I mean, I felt like everything was just, you know, looking around and I didn't know what was going on, but, um, so I kind of did that. I don't know. Was there anything else in particular you were doing to, I think there was something, a lot of people were saying, I remember there's a spot that says, if you go over this, this might drastically change the game and it won't perform as well. I'm like, well, fuck, how much more is this game not going to perform than just changing the settings? Now there's a few things that had me do. It had me change like something with like the vision settings and then well, as fast that, as the controller goes, and I think like the dead zone or something like that. And after I changed all that stuff, it still doesn't feel like amazing, but it felt so much better because before I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm just, uh, I'm all over the place. Yeah. So, and then Sigma the Combat is 
a lot of people aren't like because if you want to switch your weapons you have to do it in chronological order of how you oh, have one, two, and three. So Instead of either having a dial that you can instantly just click and go to it, or just making each gun. If there's only three, making each one a separate button. I know that's a big thing turning people. Because I'm fighting some guys. I'm like, okay, I know my number two is my power weapon. One's my sniper. Three is my other one. It's like, click, click, click. It's like, oh shit, I did it too much. Now I have to click it again. So I know that was turning a lot of people off. And, that, and how hard is that to not do? And I was stupid enough to think if maybe I held Y, it would show up the guns. Yeah, and I used to like stick a, yeah, to like pick a, one of them. Yeah. And what's more annoying too is sometimes, especially towards the beginning, you'll be running two of the same gun and maybe one's better than the other one by a little bit. But if that's all you have and it's got a higher level. So I'm like, well, mm -hmm. I don't know which pistol this is because they look the same. <laughs> Yeah, so bland, boring weapon design. So that was pretty much the main shit with the stuff, <laughs> with the combat. And then there's all like the technical issues, and this is just a few of them. Obviously, the main one being the 30 frames per second. A lot of people are seeing. Characters. I feel like it runs less than that. Yeah, it feels like it most because I don't think it's a I don't think it's a lot 30 fps. You know, so I think it's a fluctuating. People are constantly disappearing. Um, enemies, and I've ran into this one constantly, enemies are just freezing or not noticing you or one notices you and the other one doesn't. So the AI is very poor. Yeah. It seems like it doesn't really know what to do, which is unfortunate when you want to make a game that's group combat associated, like focused on, okay, you go left, I go right, you go up the middle, let's set up our traps. And it's really not worth it. It's really just, let me just smash X or, or the shoot button until this I creature... Don't even is done. There's a lot of textures out of place. There's a lot of popping. And that's just a little bit of what we're doing. One of the other big complaints was multiplayer progression to where so if you're playing on the same mission and once somebody drops out, they have to now either restart the game or just wait and jump back in with you. So it only goes off the host. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, so I just wanted to point out that's a lot of stuff. You know, we pointed out last week that Star Wars had a lot of things wrong with it. But not in a way that this is. And even if it was just... I'm sure EA is glad this game came out yeah, right after Star even, Wars. Even if it was just technical issues, this game has so many other things that just... I mean, at the bottom line, what I have here, it's just clearly not done. So let me read this one thing, Andrew, and you can dive kind of more into it. And this comes to us from uh, thegamer.com. They write... Let's see. I don't think there's much hope for Redfall. From the limited parts I've played, it's even worse than Forspoken. If this released... Or, See, if this release during a busy time was damage control to let audience move on, then it makes sense to hold this position. Underneath the technical flaws, which will be fixed in time, the game lacks the edge where we've come to expect from Arcane. Some enthusiasts have found it in uh, analyzing level design, layout, or buried in flavor text, but the game is a pale lim imitation of a genre that is already dead. It leans into co-op in ways that make the solo experience worse and which blunts Arcane's experience. Mostly it feels like Redfall has been released now because there was never a good time to release a game like this. And conversely, the worst, time might, uh, the worst time might be the best time. We're too busy with Star Wars and Zelda to notice that Xbox's prestige exclusive for the year is a dud. Starfield, Forza, and Hellblade can still make uh, 2023 a good year for Xbox, but it's off to a bad start. The only good to come of this is that a lot of people might not notice. So that's one of the things, maybe that's why they drop it so fast, is that, you know, you're, you're just going to wait six months and play it. But then you've got to know that places like IGN, even small outlets like us, we're going to cover it. I mean, our job is to put this kind of on people's radar. So I don't know, dissect how you ever want to dissect or, or chime in what you want to add on. I completely agree. I almost feel like that was it. Like, you know what? There's no save in this game. Let's just put it out and get it out. Because, again... Like you were saying, I don't even think it's so much this game runs like hell. Like, it's got a lot of problems, and it goes beyond that. I think it's a design philosophy issue, too, because at no point, I'm like, 
I don't really get about what this game is supposed to be. I'm having fun because I'm playing with two other people that I enjoy talking to a lot, and we're just talking shit about the game the whole right, time, right. or we're just trying to mess each other up, like as we're playing or like stealing each other's kills, or just we're just messing around the whole time. So that's what's fun about it. But that's us creating our own fun right. out of something that's terrible. I don't think that there's any saving this game. I personally don't I know ask, what... You don't think in six months there's any way they, they I, make a patch that just builds in it? I don't know what they could do. Right. I honestly don't know what... Because, again, because it's not just that it runs bad. It's just that it's not fun. There's nothing there. There's no, no meat. Yeah, there's, the, nothing, there's, there's no meat with those potatoes. Uh, that, yeah, and so I, that, I was almost wondering. I'm like, you know what? And again, this is why I do say you stick it to Microsoft too, because they heavily marketed this game and pushed this game. How many different things did we have to see? Watch, watch this game. Look how good it looks. And this Red and that, this was and on that. every Microsoft showcase. And they so had that's like why I do blame Microsoft for this too. It's not just Arcane. Phil does have something to answer for for that. But again, it's just at what point I wonder where they're like, you know what? It is what it is. We mess this game up. Let's just put it out, support it for a little bit. Kill it, and then hopefully we'll get them with the next one. I did want to point out because these, so this game recently dropped to Steam's. Um, they finally made a bottom fifteen games of all times in terms of what. And it's rating. on there, yeah. And I it's saw that fourteen with an average of two point eight three rating. So it's dead on on PC as well. The only dead thing fall. I, <laughs> the only thing I want. <laughs> the only thing I wanted to point out was that when you look at games like that were. Not a playable when they first came out, at least to a lot of people, and, and I argue a lot of this had to do with last last gen. Cyberpunk came out at a four at a four out of ten. No Man's Sky came with out of a four point eight uh, out of I believe they had a ten cycle. Fallout on Metacritic had a fifty three. Where Redfall is still above a Fallout seventy six on its Metacritic, that's in the low sixties, and it's on par being a four out of ten, five out of ten on a lot of outlets between Cyberpunk and No Man's Skies. But I think you've already answered that question. So you don't think there's any way if a lot of those games came back and a lot of those were tough to look at and it got ripped apart this game is doing a little better than some of the other games that we know have come back and been successful besides no man's sky i don't think that fallout or cyberpunk had bad design philosophy right it was okay, just the execution you that out earlier, yeah. is the thing like that had good fundamental and again that's just if you played it on last gen we played it on series x we didn't have any problems with cyberpunk but even if we had played on the last one, it's still a good idea. It's still a good game to play with what you're doing when it does work. It wasn't bad design philosophy. It was just poor execution. This is just bad all around. Now, is there... I mean, I wanted to kind of end maybe... So on, say I, I, sorry, I... Sorry. Oh, no, no, the other thing I can make, think of along those lines is like ground, Grounded or even... Um, what's, what's the other one that she plays all the time? Or no, yes, that's sorry. Grounded. Yeah. Grounded and then Sea of Thieves both launched... And obviously, like, weren't lauded for being amazing. And over time, now people love those games. But that's just because it was lacking content. Well, and they, lo- they launched as previews. The they, des- didn't lo- they didn't launch as fully baked $70, $70 games. games. But the design philosophy and the idea was there. Like, this is a good idea. There's just not enough here at this time. And now people love those games because they just needed more to do. Even if you gave me more to do with it, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And so, I want to, I mean, is there any note you could add on that at the end? Is there any goodness out of this game? If, is there any... No, because I wrote down a couple things. I do like the characters of them. Not personally, not the way they're written, not the way they're acted. I do like some of the way they they perform. I like their abilities. That's a, I just, don't even use my you, abilities. Oh, ever. I was going to say, you can see a little bit of the arcane DNA in that aspect. Because my dude... So I was playing the the um, the chick with Gino and them, but I started my own guy, which is the... Um, 
He's the he's like the reporter guy. He's the guy that's trying to find all this stuff. Oh, it's like Mohinder. Or yeah. Something? So, but he's got this cool um, spear that when he throws it, it'll launch into them, and then you can upgrade it to do like an EMP or a burst, so it'll slow people down. His other one, and I didn't think I was gonna use it a lot because I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? But I've been finding if I want to get on ropes to go do stuff, he can throw a box up there and he can transport himself up there. Oh. And then eventually he can do it with the group. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool because I am using it in missions. And his last one, and I use it in all boss fights, is he throws down this big spike, which is a huge like UV EMP blast that goes for like maybe eight seconds to cook all the enemies. So I'm like, I do like that, but I don't know if that's not enough because the only thing I say is, and I we kind of did it earlier, the combat, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. The story is eh. I, the only thing you've got to play this game with friends. I, I, I've been playing it solo. You just can't. So my only interesting note is that I, the character is okay. I'll tell you how I use my ability, and I hate my character. I hate looking at him. I don't know who you're playing. You're, uh, the other dude? The Jacob, guy with the, the, the eye? Yeah, I okay. hate looking at it. Jacob Boyer. I think it's like Dead Eyes, what they call him, or something like that. But he, the only ability I really use, because he's uh, he goes invisible, but again, the AI is broken at the time. They either see you yeah, or they don't, anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. He has another gun, but it's like a spirit gun, but you down things so fast, or the AI is broken that it doesn't even matter. So the only one that I use is he has a raven that helps you to, like, it, you throw it out there, and it marks where enemies are with, like, a red triangle over their head. I use that <coughs> because the objective will be... Kill the vampire, kill this guy, kill whatever. I cannot find him because he's warped into some shitty area. Or, again, the way the game works, he's not aggro. He's aggro to you. He knows you're there. But he's not attacking you like he's supposed to. So I don't know where the hell he is. So I used my sparrow or raven, and I'm like, oh, okay, there he is. And then we'll go find him and kill him. So that's it. I'm like, dude, I hate this even more. God. So, yeah, I, I, then, I mean, I would just say skip this game. Unless you, I mean, experience for yourself just so you can know what everyone's talking about. But... If you are going to play it, play it. Try, try to rope a couple buddies in because it's just it's just boring. We're it, committed it's, it's, to beating it. I'll give yeah, you that. It sucks to play um, with a group of people. It sucks more to play by yourself. So um, if you've got the guts to do it, try it out. I, I, I was asking you, but you got a nice group going. I, I'm playing with Gino, so we play here and there. I'm like, I don't know if I'm even going to put more time into this. There's so much more to play. I would say this game is 100% skippable, maybe in six months if they can do something to it. But like Andrew's saying, what is it that you really... I mean, you could patch it and make it 60 F FPS. Are you going to add cutscenes? Are you going to change the storyline? Are you going to... Even the guns, there's like there's different varieties, but there's not enough between the guns that really make a difference in themselves besides things being like, oh, 25% more accuracy. Okay, but accuracy's dog shit. So like, what's it really doing? So, um, I say it sucks that this was the because I was I was really looking forward to it. It sucks that this is what we got, and I, I this puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. And uh, dude, I'm I would argue if you don't have Game Pass, I wouldn't day one pre order Starfield. I wouldn't, you know what I mean. If you're not if you're gonna buy it a la carte, I'd maybe wait a week or two and hear the reviews on that because that's the next one we we're all waiting on. I would just say that, I, that, that. <laughs> I, I never really thought this game looked good. You've heard me talk about it before badly. Not so much good. I always thought it looked fun. I thought that this game came out worse than I thought it could be. <laughs> and I didn't know that was possible. Uh, that was a low swinging bug. But they got me. Nice. So um, leave us down your thoughts below, guys, of how you think Redfall is. If you've been playing it, if you've been um, hearing about it, let us know your thoughts. So uh, with that then out of the way, guys, let's move into questions of 
the week. Now, guys, if you want to submit a question that Andrew and I can answer on the show, you can do so a couple of different ways. You can leave it in the YouTube uh, comment section down below. We can grab it there. You can email us at lastcallproductions at gmail.com, or you can find me at Craig Prowlis on any of the social medias, and I'll be happy to take your comment there. So the first question comes from Jason Gomez, and they write, Xbox may be in more trouble, boys. I keep seeing these rumors pop up on Twitter about Konami giving some exclusives to the PlayStation, and they will reveal them at the next PlayStation Showcase. Thoughts on what on what it is or could be? Yeah, so I wanted to pull this up because I was looking at a lot of different things on Twitter as well, especially today, and um, what I was reading, and this comes to us from... Would you, what would you call that? Would you just call that gaming sacred symbols, or would you actually call out the... Uh, the triangle, the circle, the X, the square. Anyway, gaming symbols. And it says, According to journalist Jez Corden, he heard from his sources that Sony has entered into an agreement with Konami to limit Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and possibly Castlevania to the PlayStation, which is gnarly. And the more I keep seeing these rumors, it, it just, even if it's not all three, it seems like there's definitely going to be at least one of them, and my bet would probably be if it's any of them. A remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. Now, the showcase itself, I've been seeing a lot of different dates, and maybe as of this recording, they've nailed the date, but I know I've been seeing a lot of May 25th, which I know Andrew saw a lot of, but I've also seen June 11th. But clearly, this is taking place during what would have been its big showcase during E3, and boy, oh boy, man, what what a heavy hitter that type of news would be. I mean, imagine if there wasn't E3 that year, and Sony was still a part of it, and that's what they walked on stage and seen. So, excitement-wise, awesome in terms of i don't want to call it gatekeeping but it seems like sony's really just trying to reconnect with its japanese audience because i wanted to point out and i want to hear your thoughts on this is that um there hasn't a lot of their ip has been remained dormant castlevania they haven't made one since 2010 so it's like okay if no one's gonna make one can we like because obviously they're licensing these games out they're not buying konami so let's make that clear they're not buying konami they're not absorbing them but it seems like they're gonna be licensing these games or at least in some deal to keep it we can keep using the term ex- uh, timed exclusive, but I feel like that's out the out the gate. It's, After it, what happened with Seven, yeah, yeah. It's, it's exclusive. But my other question, and I want to kind of maybe you can start here and move backwards, is I rewatched a lot of those Silent Hill trailers, the new ones, Ascension, F, and Townfall. Because when I first was reading that, I'm like, oh, maybe they just need like a Silent Hill like one and two. Because obviously, Blue Point's got to be working on something, and a lot of people think this is it. But when I rewatched all those trailers, I didn't see any Xbox stuff on them. I, I didn't see any Sony stuff on them either. But I don't know. Walk me through it. What do you think? Is I mean, I know you're a Konami guy. I, I know, and this is kind of what pissed me off the <laughs> most, especially too, because Castlevania hasn't had anything relevant besides the Netflix anime that absolutely killed it. Fire and Metal Gear hasn't done anything since five. I do, or uh, what was the one that came out after that? Metal Gear Survive. It was like a zombie game that nobody wanted because it was after the whole Kojima fiasco. I do want to note the only big thing of importance to happen to Xbox because. They didn't get Metal Gear Solid 4, and then when they did the collection, it also didn't have Metal Gear Solid 1. They did get 2, 3, and Peace Walker on the HD remaster, and then uh, Zeros. And 5 actually premiered, I believe, for the first time at the Xbox event. So that was actually pretty cool to be like, okay, cool, that's cool to see Konami being open and working with someone else, because that's something I would have figured would show up at a Sony event. But seeing this, I'm like, dude, this is what pissed me off more, is that... Xbox, again, with these other games that aren't doing good, here's another blow, because now you're over here chasing Call of Duty, which is going to be on everything anyway. Sony never would have gone out of the way to buy them, 
But why aren't you making deals like this to get these games like Final Fantasy, Castlevania, Metal Gear? Why aren't you ensuring if you want to ensure that gamers get to play games and games come first for your community, then why do we keep losing out on deals like this? Because there's no way that you weren't aware of something or that you couldn't make a counter offer or do something. And the only and this further bolsters my belief that I've said before that the only reason Xbox is chasing Call of Duty is to hold that as their bargaining chip for don't make any more deals like this. Otherwise, you're not going to have Call of Duty. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense in my mind for to, to stop anything like this. Yeah, because it seems like they want... To, I mean, and here's the weird thing. If that deal doesn't go through, then not only do they lose this big bargaining chip... Plus but, a but ton now, of money. But, but Sony's been making smart deals on the side going, okay, well, if you guys want to do that, you can't have Final Fantasy 16. You can't have all these big squares off. And now we're going to take... Uh, let's see, uh, Silent Hill, uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Castlevania. It's like, those were the smart plays. I'm, I'm, I didn't even really think about it. I'm 100% with you. Why do you keep going after this big cheese when it should just be more things that make your content or, or at least your platform, your ecosystem, more engaging to be in? Because if Metal Gear stopped coming, let's say the next big one doesn't come to Xbox. I mean, we talked about it last week. Are you leaning more to getting a PS5, like how I do, just for the exclusives? Because those are a lot of big ones, especially with Silent Hill having three games coming out, especially Castlevania. You know that if Sony's I'm a huge Castlevania it, fan. I mean, well, let me ask you this too, because I was going to say, because a lot of people are saying Blue Points, that's what they've been working on. That's what they've been doing on these Konami games. And I just want to, if no one's familiar with uh, Blue Point, is they actually do um, a lot of uh, uh, remakes already. And some of the big ones are. Uh, the God of War collection, uh, the Ico and Shadow, the Colossus collection, Metal Gear Solid HD collection, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, Gravity Rush remastered, the Shadow of the Colossus is going to be that last one. Demon Souls, which was a huge PS5 game. I and, would say that was the first next gen game. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was. And and then support teams, they were on Titanfall and God of War Ragnarok. So, do you think that is what they've been working on silently and behind closed doors? Is these this whole kind of Konami? Uh, it remasters and things like that. Maybe MGS three. It could have been because that makes sense, and that Konami doesn't take the risk of okay, like you know, we're in development hell, and now we're wasting all these resources. And I don't know. So buying PS five, step it up to the plate. Like the rest I, of us? I, I would have to. I would have to at that point, and honestly, I would, I would, <laughs> I would maybe have to get like one of those Xbox converter controllers or something like that. And who knows? Maybe that would even be my primary console. Because again, the only reason I even I, I, ah, it's just so annoying to talk about and then it makes me even more mad that again if that acquisition doesn't go through they still have to pay a ton of money to all this other stuff that is promised out that that could have gone towards hey you know what please keep this on our console we'll pay whatever you think the difference is going to be just make sure metal gear make sure whoever these other games are going to be on our console and it's like no you're ah. yeah it's it's gnarly stuff and i'm, I'm sure um you know, by the time the showcase comes, which is it's, it's fairly soon, it'll be by next month, we should have a better understanding of what's happening. But again, man, not a good day for Microsoft uh, with a weak first party, now knowing that future exclusives are going to be going to Sony. And not just random ones, man, good ones, good IP that people have faith and have, you know, the gaming stock into. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Microsoft does if they don't acquire Activision. So thank you for the question. And the final question comes from uh, a question we had a few weeks ago, but I completely forgot to grab it from Divine Anchor. And they write... Uh, do you guys have a game you personally think is underrated or looked over that deserves more love? So before we dive into this, Andrew and I had a conversation off camera about this, and I think we kind of look at it in completely different ways. So, Andrew, 
what's your game that you think has been uh, overlooked or or maybe maybe needs a little more love and attention? I mine I kind of met I went not so much fan base but from like developer publisher based. I actually put um, Alien Isolation that came out October seventh, twenty fourteen, from Gearbox. Now. That game, when it came out, got a 5.9 from IGN, which I don't agree with. I didn't actually get the game at the time, and I don't think a lot of people did because there was kind of a little bad word of mouth about it. Mostly just said it was too long, and I think the biggest thing, too, was the when you booted up that game, it says, hey, this is the preferred difficulty, which is hardcore, which was actually really hard. He should have just started on normal, so I think maybe that put a lot of reviewers off, too, but... Later on, if you look up any sort of Reddit, look up anyone who's played it, look up anyone who's talked about it, I've gushed about it. That is the best thing to happen to the Alien franchise. It was so good. It was a beautiful game. It was done so well. It looked just like what I picture Alien to be. It was an amazing story. And I do think it went on a little too long, but when games are too short these days, it, it's only it went on too long because it's a horror game. If this was any other kind of game where you actually are fighting back and doing things versus this is survival horror. You're hiding from the alien. You're not trying to engage it. There's other survivors. You're trying to outsmart it. So that could have gone on a little too long. I think it's about 20 hours where 15 to 12, I think, would have been the sweet spot for it. I think it would have fared off much better and we haven't heard anything else about it this right, was making a fire team and, and yeah these other ones that aren't even close to doing this was someone who took so much love from that ip and poured it into this game and it showed and retroactively if you look at it i don't know what it's on sales wise but any forum anyone that talks about this game absolutely gushes about how good it is and what it did for the ip and there's no sequel there's been no talks of a sequel and i think that this is something that again sega and everyone look past this is something that deserves a second chance make it a little bit shorter fix that difficulty on it because that was really i felt like kind of the only negatives and i think it's ryan mccaffrey that it is ryan mccaffrey that had reviewed it and I, I followed him forever. I don't know so much. I've never really heard him gush about horror games. Because when he's talking about it, he's like, oh, you can only do so much. I'm like, well, yeah, that kind of is what you do in a horror game. If you're fighting... when you watch survival movie, horror. Yeah, when you watch the movie Alien, they're not engaging the alien. And the alien's not there the whole time. Same like Jaws. You know, that's what makes it suspenseful. That's what makes it so good that there is plenty of else to go there. So, again, I don't know what his... If he's really uh, his big horror background is that I was like, oh, you know, maybe sometimes it's not the right person that gets to review the game. I've right? always thought about that too, because like, sometimes like, oh, this guy gives it a ten. What would five other people in that room have given a game? You know, if this, he, this person gives it a five two, what would five other horror fans, you know, give him that game? So yeah, sometimes I'm with you on that. And not that he's not qualified to talk about it. He's obviously a legend on that side of things. He does. I he I hear him gush about you know Halo sports games. Forza. So I always wondered more if that was his wheelhouse and maybe he's not the biggest horror fan and he was the person who got to do that. But what is yours? Uh, my, the game I ended up picking was Mass Effect Andromeda. came out in 2017. Ooh, I played and it for like 20 minutes. It, a lot of people beat this thing up though. And, and Let me just read this real quick and this is kind of what they said. Some have pointed to the lackluster writing and characterization while others have criticized the game's glitches and graphics. It is possible that Mass Effect Andromeda simply didn't live up to the fans' high expectations after the critically acclaimed Mass Effect trilogy. And I honestly think that's what it was. Yeah, this game came out with some some bugs. 
And every game does these days with a couple of things. I mean, that doesn't stop it from being great. Even if you're going to say the characterization is lackluster, if you're com- if you're comparing it to one of the greatest trilogies of all time, of all time, e- even if it's a dialed, even if it's a little less, you're going to say it's drastically worse. Right. So I think what a lot of people did, I think the second half of that sentence explains it. It wasn't up to what the original trilogy considered one of the best made trilogies and gameplay of all time did but when you I look I back agree at with that. when I look back at some of the scores Steam gave it a 7 out of 10 uh, most video users 76% IGN 7.7 Metacritic 71 that's a decent game it's not a mind blowing game it's not a great game it's a decent game compare it to what we're looking at now compare it to a Redfall when it got when it came out I feel like when Mass Effect and Andromeda came out, it got massacred the same way Red Falls getting massacred now. And if we look at it in retrospect, those are two completely different things. And one is just <coughs> it wasn't as good as the one of the best selling franchises of all time. So I'd argue, because I, I said the combat I thought was better when I played that game. Once you had the jetpack and you, and you already knew the powers, I felt when you started making your guy, you could instantly start diving into how you wanted to play the game. Um, it had some cool characters. I thought it had a pretty decent storyline. Again, is it the best? No, but I think a lot of people completely skipped it because of all the, the, the harsh word of mouth it has. And like I'm saying, if you look at what we're up to now, you know, Andrew's looking at finishing Redfall. Would you ever go back and play Mass Effect on Drama just because of 20 minutes that you played, you know, eight years ago? So I think that'd be a game that, because I, I played it, um, I don't mean to cut you short, but no, no, me no. and Denny, I know, he beat it. And we had a conversation. We sat down over <coughs> beers and we were like, he's like, what's it? Because then he doesn't dive into the news, how we report it. And he's like, what's everybody's problem with this game? I'm like, exactly. So I'd argue that that's a game that a lot of people just never even gave a chance because it was compared to one of the greatest games of all time. And I do remember that. I, I didn't play it 20. I played it like two hours. I, I felt, yeah. I remember my big thing was I was like, it's just throwing so much at me right now that I don't want to learn this. Almost kind of like... I, I don't know. Again, it was, it was just so much. I'm Dragon like, I, Inquisition I, was kind of like that. I, I was like, I just don't want to do this, and so I'm just not going to. But I do remember I do remember at the time everyone talking about it. I don't even remember it scoring that high, but I don't know. This game is trash, garbage. Yeah. All the videos about how broken it is and this and that and having the stupid facial anime and all this weird stuff. And it, Red Ball's way worse than that. Dude, that, that's completely. great. That's two completely very different scores, very different I'd argue, games. I'd argue Star Wars Jedi Survivor had, has more problems on it when it came out than this, and it got a nine. And yeah, I do remember the talk about that game. Garbage, trash. Yeah. And again, I had only played it for a little bit. I'd seen a little bit of it, but I had always felt more like it was people trying to expect it to live up to those original three. It just had too big of shoes to fill or... People's expectations were just way too high. Yeah, and I felt more like that's what it was. I'd say if you got that new remastered trilogy and you want a little more Mass Effect, either I mean it's on the Game Pass if you combine it with the EA, but it's probably twenty bucks. If you are looking for more, I would say give it a chance because that game severely got punished. It's like a like Titanfall two. That might have been a good one too. Titanfall two. That game was a masterpiece that nobody talks about. But that is uh, kind of the end of our point. So guys, that is the end of episode one hundred and sixty. Eight guys, join us next time on episode 169, dude. <laughs> so until next time, my name is Craig Prowls. That handsome fellow is Manager Mottamere. Cheers. Here's to you, Phil. <laughs>